welcome to the Morning by Morning podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Bailey. And we're sisters. In-law, but that doesn't matter. Grab your coffee and start the day with us. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Morning by Morning podcast. Today we're going to talk about stop being a people pleaser. Or maybe I should say how to stop being a people pleaser. Are we really talking about how how to not, not be? I guess, okay. I guess not really how, like, as in giving you guys tips, but kind of giving our own experience. And I think some of it will be a little bit of Yeah, I mean, so you're not less alone. Basically, the topic of being a people pleaser and kind of learning to say no. Right. Where we are with that, some other people's ideas. Exactly. So first up, what we are grateful for, mine, is that yesterday I felt very overwhelmed with life. That's not the gratitude part. I felt very overwhelmed. I had this whole long list of stuff to do. Uh And so what did I do? I locked myself out of my apartment on accident (gasps) for for literally like 45 minutes. So then I couldn't do anything. Yeah, it was not great. But I am grateful that I got back in because my husband was gone all day, like until late. If I wouldn't have been able to get someone to come unlock it, I would have I mean, I could have found someone to hang out with, but like I wouldn't have been able to get any work done. So I was very grateful. It was only 45 minutes, actually. Um, I had to call a number and then someone from our office, like our apartment manager person had to call someone and I have to pay a fee for making someone work outside of their hours. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because like we have like, it's like a hundred dollars or more. If Oh, mine's not that bad. No, it, it, no. I, it was something. It was twenty five. I'll just say oh, it was. It okay. Was That's not bad. Then you no. got in. You didn't have to worry about I got it. Got in. It was forty five minutes. Frankly, it gave me a second to sit outside, and I'm working on memorizing a Bible passage with a couple of my friends, and I practiced that while I waited. Yeah. So, you know, win win. I guess it was a lose win. Forty five. <laughs> forty five minutes to take a breather. A I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm glad I got back in. Yeah. Well, no, me too. I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I am grateful that me and my husband are pre-approved to buy a house. So that's really exciting. We are on the hunt and looking really hard. We have like a certain timeline to kind of base it, you know, around. And, you know, I'm excited. I've been Mm -hmm. looking at houses for like years, but now you're actually like looking to. It's more serious. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's exciting. But I will say Fun. yesterday we drove by at this house and online it looked like so nice. And I was like, wow, like maybe we'll actually like look at it kind of deal. And we drove by it and it was in like a crap neighborhood oh. and it was not at all what it looked like online. And that was really disappointing. You have to check the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. That could end up being bad. Especially <laughs> when that house was like more like max of the budget. And so it's like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? It's like, this is what it is. It's going to always be. You don't want to pay but the maximum and be in a bad Exactly. So, but anyway, God's got a plan. He's it's going to all work out for good. But anyway, yep. that's what I'm grateful for. It's an exciting first step, even if it takes a little bit with the process. Exactly. So, good. Yeah. First up, like our own experience, if we feel like we're people pleasers or not, or if we used to be or not. And then I have a couple of things I want to share from a book. And maybe if we come up with any little suggestions that we can yeah. kind of speak to any other people pleasers out there, if you feel like that's you. But um, <laughs> first of all, right. I guess I'll just say like what I think of as a people pleaser, because I definitely used to be very much so. I would say 
now I am sometimes depending on the context, but not anywhere near as much. I think I've grown a lot in this area. Right. But I would say basically if you are a people pleaser, you worry too much about what other people think and you try to plan what you do or say to kind of like either make the other people happy or just kind of keep them on good terms with you. Like you want them to not be mad at you or disappointed in you Mm -hmm. or dislike you or whatever. And you kind of base your responses on that. Yeah. Is that what you think of? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Which I just thought of this too. And maybe I'll cut this out, but I feel like (laughs) to like a certain degree, like some of that's not bad. You know, you're not like fully thinking about yourself. You're thinking about other people or like putting them above, um, you know, what you want or you're, you know, it's like certain times, like you're like, okay, well, if this person needs help or whatever, like I'll, I'll put what I need to do and I'll help them like kind of thing. So I know that's a little different, but I don't know. I think it can have good. Some of it doesn't all, yeah, just because you maybe have some of these qualities, I think Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just the amount of, don't you think? It's the extreme of that. I would say, Yes. yes. Like it's, it's taking something good and taking it too far to where it's like, no, you need to have your own opinions, even if people don't agree right. with it. And you need to have, you know. Or you like obsess over it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say it's like thinking too much about what other people think. Like you care too much about that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So do you feel like you are or used to be or what do you think? Well, I don't know because I mean, at first I would think that I am not. But then when I was asking my husband, he was like, um, no, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, there's probably, I guess I'll just say this. There's probably certain areas that I maybe still need to work on more than mm-hmm. what I even thought. But I would say like, yeah, not totally. There's probably just some elements to that. Like I, and I guess I didn't really think about it totally that it would be like a people pleaser problem. Um, but I guess it kind of is, it's like, I want, and this is probably something I do to some degree still struggle with. Like I want people to like, like me and Mm -hmm. like, if somebody is frustrated with me or mad, it's like, well, what, what, what did I do? Like, what's wrong? Like, yeah, I didn't purposely do anything like why. And it's like, you know, some people might just not like you. Like, is that still in the category of being a people pleaser? And that's okay. Yes, right. I think it is. Okay. I think you, I mean, I think most people want people to like them, but yeah, I think you're right. What you said earlier about it's kind of like you obsess over it or you spend too much time thinking about it or it stops you from like doing things you want to do because right. you want other people right. to be happy with Which you. I will say probably when I was younger, I was more worried about that because, you know, you're little, you've got like these like friends and there's click, mm-hmm. which there's always clicks, but it's like more so in school. Right. Definitely. You're worried about what your friends think of you kind of thing. So I, I probably don't struggle with that as much, but I do want people to like me, which again, yeah. I think like you just said, I think everybody wants to be liked and accepted and stuff, but yeah, to the degree of that, but, and then, so do you still feel like you struggle with some things or do you think that you're totally not a people pleaser anymore? No, I still have some of it in me, but it's just not as much because I would say, especially like you said, when I was younger, definitely more so. Yeah. I feel like you just care more when you're a kid, a teenager, what people think of you. Like I definitely at this point, like there's certain things that I 
I do not care if people like it or don't about me because right. once you get older, you learn that you don't need everyone to be your friend. You don't need like <laughs> you just I think you kind of learn that as you go. Yes. Not everyone has to like you or be your friend, even though maybe there's a part of you that still wants that. But another area, and this is what I want to talk about with the book in a minute, mm-hmm. is I think people pleasers have a hard time saying no mm-hmm. if if someone asks you to help them with something or to volunteer for something or to, especially I'm thinking of like at your job or at church or within your friend group or whatever, if mm-hmm. you have a hard time saying no when someone asks you to do something and sometimes it's the right answer to say no. But I would say I definitely used to be worse at that too, where I felt like I always had to say yes, be helpful, be you know, you hear all the time growing up, if you're in a Christian environment, that you should be a servant and that you put others before you. Right. And again, that's not a bad thing at all. That is something that is taught in the Bible. But I think that it can also go extreme, just like everything else. And if yeah. you're a people pleaser, it's hard for you to say no, even though sometimes that's the right answer. Yeah. Which that's the, that's one thing that I don't think I, I struggle with. Like I would mm-hmm. probably be more on the extreme of like, if somebody would even just like, like ask me to hang out, like I, I could potentially <laughs> like, no. just be like, no, sorry, can't. And like, <laughs> and like, sorry, I'm busy. Right. And the thing is, is sometimes I'm not, it's like, it's, I am, um, because I am a very like, schedule oriented person and I like to know exactly what's on my list. If somebody would ask me like, Oh, can you hang out in an hour? And I did not have you on my list. Like I'm probably going to say, no, I can't because you're not that spontaneous. Right. You weren't on my list. Um, so it is not on my schedule. (laughs) Right. I have gotten a lot better. I really have. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't think I am like that. I think I do feel okay with saying no to certain things. Um, yeah. But I will agree with you. I do think that that is a big people pleaser because the, everybody just wants everybody else to be yes. happy. So you don't yes. want to make somebody upset and say no. So then you just say yes. And then you overbook yourself and that causes stress and anxiety and stuff. So, and it's not, it's not a healthy thing. Right. Well, I think, yeah, like I said, I think about it with churches where it's like, hey, can you teach this? Can you volunteer at this event? Can you do this and that and lead something? And again, it's a good thing. But if you are doing so many good things, then you might not be doing all of them well. So again, I agree with you at this point in my life. I'm better at that for sure. But I didn't always used to be that way. And I just had a couple tips I wanted to share from this book in case other people find themselves currently in that position where you feel like you can't say no, especially if you feel obligated or guilted into it, mm-hmm. which I think can happen like with within Christian circles. So no, I definitely agree. And that's what I was kind of thinking about before you start um, reading the things from your book. Um, yeah. That if you haven't gone to listen, isn't it, do you need a Sabbath that we kind of touched on some of those elements? Yeah, we did. In, like um, the Christian you know, like your church setting kind of deal. We kind of touched on a little bit of that. So anyway, if you haven't gone to listen to that, go listen. Yes. I thought that was a good episode about kind of making space in your life. And sometimes you have to quit something if you need to. But Exactly. Yeah. So actually two book recommendations. I'm only going to talk about one of them, but there's a book that talks a lot about this stuff called Boundaries 
by Henry Cloud and John Townsend, which I have read, but it's been like several years. I would like to reread it actually, because I remember just feeling like I could underline everything in that book. It was very helpful because it talked about in different relationships, like with family, with your job, with your parents, with your friends. It went through each category of people and how to have boundaries to basically protect your mental health and protect your relationships Mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Anyways, that one was good. And then I wanted to bring this book back up because I don't remember when I mentioned this on the podcast, but I said I wanted to read the book called To Hell with the Hustle, but I hadn't yet. I was like, maybe I shouldn't recommend this since I haven't read it yet. But I have since then started reading it and I would say I recommend it. I am probably three fourths of the way through. Mm hmm. But it's by Jefferson Bethke and the sub, what's that called? The subtitle mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, is reclaiming your life in an overworked, overspent and overconnected world. This definitely goes with our Sabbath episode. Actually, that's probably this, when that's I what it. I was going to say. That's that makes probably, sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but at first, I'll just be honest. At first, when I started reading this book, maybe I was too excited about it because then I thought that the style of this author was maybe a little too cynical for me, mm-hmm. like a little too sassy the way he mm-hmm. wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I was, and I was thinking, am I actually going to enjoy this? But the more I kept going, I really love his points he's making, though, in his content. So maybe the style is not my favorite, but I really like some of the points he makes. But what so he's saying is I'll good, keep yeah. this quick, yes, because I know no one wants me to sit here and read a whole book to you. But um, Story time with There's baby. a whole... <laughs> Welcome to story time. There's a whole chapter called the power of no. And in one of the sections, it says, say no is the title. And then it says, if you're not saying no to good things, you're probably not saying no enough. So that just kind of made me think sometimes it's easy for us to say, no, I don't need to do that. I'm not good at that. That's not my place. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if it's a good thing, you're thinking, well, maybe God's calling me to that. If this person asking me is, you know, like, a pastor or a leader of some sort, Mm -hmm. but he's saying sometimes there's really good things that you're still allowed to say no to. So he says basically to fight for what is essential and best for you to be living in the best way. And that time, he talks a lot about how time is a limited resource. So sometimes we always think, yeah, I'll have time for that in the future. I'll do that next week. Or you kind of push things off. But he's like, you're probably going to have the same amount of time later as you do now. Mm-hmm. So protect your time. So the reason he emphasizes saying no, and he even says he and his family have now made their default answer no. Like even what you said, people asking to hang out. He's like, sometimes mm-hmm. if people ask us to come over for dinner, that's a good thing. But our default answer is no a lot of times unless it was planned ahead because If not, then he said, I'm not being a good husband. I'm not being a good dad. I'm not being good at my actual jobs that I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. because I didn't protect my time. So he says they make their default answer no. And (laughs) I like the way he put this, which, again, some people might think this is extreme, but I liked it. He said, you only have so much capacity in your life. So, again, it's family, your job, your church, your relationship with God, and all of those things. So, If someone is going to try to add more to your life, then he said, basically, they need to convince me that that is more important than one of those other things that I'm already taking care of. So Hmm. if it's going to take away from family time or time with his ministry and his writing, that other stuff that he does, then he 
says he almost has to be convinced to say yes instead of in the past he said he and his wife would say yes to a lot of things and Mm -hmm. had to be convinced to say no they'd have to come up with a reason so Mm -hmm. anyways to me the main point was don't feel guilty about saying no if it's going to make other areas of your life more healthy more balanced right and where that comes to people pleasing with me is I have done that before where I've said yes to something and sometimes it's like a time commitment because I wanted that other person to feel like I was helpful or I, you know, could do something for them. But then something else in my life suffers. Right. So I don't know. I won't read any more of it, but I would recommend the book so far. And he has a lot about just like slowing down, prioritizing. Mm-hmm. So where it comes to people pleasing, if you get to a decision that it's hard to decide if you should say yes to something or not. Or if you should approach someone with a conflict or any of those things, then ask yourself, what's my priority? What's most important? And then make the decision based on that. Right. No, I like that because this just popped into my head. And I think I did kind of briefly bring this up in a different way in the Sabbath episode about how at church right before Elijah and I got married, um, I was doing a lot and I had said yes to a lot. But at the time, it wasn't like too it wasn't you know too much to handle or anything like that and I enjoyed it but then like I think I talked about it got too much I wasn't even able to go to like the service and stuff and so I guess that 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 is a good example of I did probably say yes too many times but this church you were like put on the rotation for um children's church like during Mm -hmm. the service they put it in the bulletin that like when you were like next scheduled but since i was like out of town with elijah i would miss it so i would then miss my responsibilities and that's not me at all and so um the guy that was in charge of that he eventually he came up to me and he was like hey i just I took you off of it and I felt really bad because I felt like I kind of failed in some ways. Mm -hmm. I had a point to this. Um, you know, when you say yes to too many things, you can't even do everything well, Right. you know, like I wasn't doing any of those things well. And another one, this was even more recent for me because I've had church experiences like that too, but with work as a teacher, um, there's kind of an expectation that you do extra, like not just your duties as a teacher, but, you know, they kind of encourage you to go to the events outside of school hours and participate in all these things. And, you know, a lot of times they want teachers to coach or sponsor something and all of that stuff. And I have felt guilty before about that, that I have not committed to doing those extra things. But then I realized one day I'm, (laughs) if I'm already feeling like I'm behind in my regular part of my job, why do I feel like I should add something extra like that? And it's because the part in me that wants to be a people pleaser is like, oh, I should be doing as much as everyone else or I want my boss to see that I care or whatever it is. And sometimes it's okay. You just, you cannot do it all. You can't make everyone happy all the time. So I think you just evaluate what's going to be best for you and your family. And then if you have extra space, extra time, then sure, help somebody out with something. Or I don't know. I feel like you could take this too far to where we're just like, just say no if someone needs help. (laughs) That sounds bad. But as a, you know, don't commit to something that's going to take you away from other good things all the time. If it's a one-time thing, right. you know. Or like what my example was that you can't even complete all of them because you said right. yes to too many things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good example. I can just plug one other of our previous episodes that, yeah, um, because we talked about part of people pleasing is you want people to not be mad at you or, or upset with you, which I also used to struggle with more so than now. I still don't want people to be mad at me, but right. um, I used to avoid conflicts more often because I wanted to kind of keep the peace. And we have a whole episode about conflict and having healthy conflict, which we talked about that more in. But I think that also applies to people pleasers. So I just want to say that if anyone clicked on yes. this, they're like, I feel like I need to work on that. And you feel like it's more of a conflict thing, then go back to that episode because we talked about that quite a bit and I don't want to just repeat it. No, but. that's so true because I actually did. I, I wrote that down that, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't bring up things because you don't want there to be any problems, then it just right. keeps building up. So no, you're exactly right. We did talk about that. And you know, mm-hmm. one thing, tell me if you think that I'm, I don't think this is everybody, but I think if people are people pleasers, like sometimes those are the people that like change their personalities depending on who they're yeah, with. That's true. And you know, I was, the only reason why I thought about this is because I was just talking about this with somebody and it's like, I am who I am. So like who you get is the same person as somebody else. Like I might be like more relaxed around a right. friend. You feel more comfortable. Right. Yeah. Like a boss or something like that. But yeah. Anyway, I think that that could be something that some people struggle with too. If they're trying to like fit in and be a people pleaser that they're going to like go as far as changing their personality and what they like and dislike based off of the people that they're around just so that they can like fit in Mm -hmm. and yeah, please those people. That's true. And that's not even always a conscious decision. Like you might not be thinking, I want these certain people to like me, so I'm going to act a certain way. But on that note, and Mm -hmm. then I'll stop after this, but, um, if you feel like you have to be a certain person for people to like you, or you feel like you're making certain decisions for other people, Again, just stop and think about the long term of that. And if you're going to regret that later, if you want to do a certain thing, even if, you know, your friends or your family doesn't like it or, you know, they have different plans or ideas for you, it's hard because then you're going to make a decision for them and then later resent that person and mess with your relationship. So then you didn't really please them or yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Don't. Don't overanalyze, you know, how will all of these people feel about this all the time with your decisions. If you know it's a good thing and that, you know, it'll be good for you, then yeah, go after that, you know? I feel like you could take anything we said in this episode way too far, but we just wanted to kind of cover the bases as a general, like have balance, have, you know, healthy boundaries. Like I talked about that one book talks about boundaries a lot. Yeah. Um, in the conflict, the relationships, the commitments, all the things, and it'll be fine. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good morning. Make sure to find something to be grateful for today. Mm-hmm.